0: Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection on 1 Samuel 17 comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. Second thing that has to happen, if that's gonna be true of you, is that you've got to fight in the open. Translation, you've gotta become vulnerable today eventually you got to come off the hillside and the campfire and the tent and the bread and the cheese and you've got to step out into the middle of it all and go, I know that all this army's watching and I know that all that army's watching, but I don't care. I'm going to make myself vulnerable in the light so that I can experience the victory that the giant slayer wants to bring me. Meaning some of you today, you're going to need to make a phone call before you step off the property today. You're going to need to huddle up with your family some of you are going to need to make a a mark even in this hour and say i am stepping out into the promise of God for my life. The third thing that's going to have to happen if we're going to see this giant of complacency come down and see God's best come to people's lives is that we're going to have to trade the victim's attitude for the victor's attitude. In other words, we're going to have to believe today that we are linked to the power of Jesus and we can walk in the victory that he has won for us. And the power that the enemy has got over our lives today for a bunch of us is the power of negativity by telling us you've never gotten a fair shake in life, you've never gotten uh, things go your way in life, because of that thing and those people and that circumstance, you're a victim, you've always been a victim, and it never works out for you, and this isn't going to work out for you, and you're always going to live life looking up from the bottom with a victim. Tums mentality. You're never going to be one of those people who just has a faithful attitude that God's going to come through and actually sees God do amazing things in your life. And that giant has got to come down today. That is not the voice of the Spirit of God and not the voice of the fruit of the Spirit in your life. When David said, I'm going to go out, turning point, D-Day, invasion day, this is it. I'm going to go fight him immediately. Saul said, you can't do it. His brothers had already told him, you can't do it. But David said, I'm not taking no for an answer. I have a victor's mentality, not a victim's mentality. All you jokers are on the hillside shaking in your boots, feeling like here's all the reasons why we can't take down a nine foot giant. I happen to, as a 15 year old boy, have already seen God do some amazing things. He killed a lion and a bear. And that's just what we have recorded. He was a shepherd out in the fields of Bethlehem. We don't know what else in the power of God David had killed. He might he have killed a puma he might have killed a cougar we, we don't know what all he had in the bag as far as things he had seen God do. We just know he had a mentality that said God is a victor and God is great and God is able and I am his servant and in the power of God I believe I can see the things of God come to pass in my life. David didn't walk in and go I'm the littlest one I was forgotten at the house when they had the line up for who was going to get anointed to be king. I'm just a bread bear that's all I am in this story look around. Wow, great battlefield, big giant, a whole lot of opportunity here. I'm just a bread boy. All I got asked to do was bring the lunch. Can you imagine that? My dad just said, will you bring this bread up there to your brothers? And will you take this cheese up there to their commanders? I mean, imagine that, look at me. I'm the kid keeping the sheep. What are these guys doing? They're not doing anything. I'm the one, the livelihood of the family rests on me. I'm the one out there killing bears and lions, and I'm the one out there responsible and taking care of everything. look, no, will you just bring the bread up there? So, so, So here comes Goliath. Well, I know, I'm just a bread bear one's ever looked over me anyway everybody looked at that no see that's that's what's happening to our culture we are watching before our eyes a victim culture blossom and bloom in this world and we are standing in the moment of opportunity in the valley of opportunity and the whole world is at stake and people have their hands in their pockets because they're like well I'll never do anything. You know, I was always overlooked or I got a bad deal or I got dealt a bad hand or I got abused in my family or I got the raw end of that deal. We're living in the front half of the gospel like victims when Jesus, who was the ultimate victim is alive from the dead with scars on his wrist and feet and side and he is standing with power and authority today the ruler over every king in every kingdom on planet earth and he is inviting you to join him in his triumph parade right here and right now that's what Paul wrote 2 Corinthians 2 14, but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession. So I'm not minimizing anyone's story. Please understand. I'm maximizing the way that Jesus changes every story. So I'm not asking anyone here, God isn't asking anyone here to hide your scars. We all have them and he's not saying, well, just act like you don't have any scars. Just keep your sleeves down and maybe the world will never know that you were taken advantage of in some way, shape or form in life. No, he's saying, don't hide your scars because they are proof that you are still here. They are proof that you made it. They are proof that you are still alive. They are proof that God brought you through whatever it is. That's why in heaven, exalted, Jesus is not scar free. Forever, he has a form that we will see and recognize, and we will see the scars and we will see the wounds healed on the body of Jesus. Even so, that Thomas came to him and said, If I could just touch the holes, and Jesus said, Touch them. I'm gonna keep them so you can touch them, so that you will know that I genuinely was. Afflicted, and I genuinely was victimized, but at the end of the day, my story is not a victim story. Nowhere in any church in the world today did Christians gather and sing the songs of how Jesus was victimized. No, people all over this world and every language today gather together and sang the songs that this Lamb of God who was slain is now the risen reigning Lord of all over every name, every power, and every ruler on this planet. And so why are you going to let the enemy define you by your scars when Jesus is wanting to define you by his? Thanks for listening to today's Passion Daily Podcast. For full messages, live gatherings, and worship videos, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe at youtube.com slash Church one And visit PassionCityChurch.com for more information on our locations and gathering times.